Hey, 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 this is Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. Now let's do it. Let's get to it. I know what you might be thinking for the seven people that are following me or subscribe to me or call me your favorite. I have been gone for, what, six days? And I'm sorry, you must forgive me for my voice being a little bit somewhat hoarse uh, this afternoon. I just... I think it's allergies because it comes and goes and if you've listened to more than a few of my audios you've probably noticed that my voice does change from time to time but again my apologies anywho let's see i've had a lot of appointments with the va nothing serious all is good thus far but just just things that are kind of like external um health issues uh external from anything related to cancer that is but again, nothing, nothing serious to worry about. Just life, really. Uh, anywho, and I've been busy with driving, of course. And then sometimes I just get so tired that when I get home, I'm like, ugh, I just kind of want to chill. And my thought process probably isn't the best to do an episode anyway, because I mean, most of the time it isn't. Let's just be honest. I'm all over the map at times, but lately it's just been even more so with, with what's going on in holy cow in America, in the world with COVID-19, uh, a subject that we can't really avoid, even if we want to avoid it, even if we try to avoid it, it's just, there's really no way of avoiding it. Um, because it's just all around us. And yes, I still deal with knuckleheads who want to get in the car and don't understand why I'm uh, adamant about wearing a mask. Little side note, I did say, I think in the previous um, episode that my doctor is like, look, you are one of the more, let's say vulnerable because you are a two-time cancer survivor. I mean, I still have the port in my chest because the doctor feels like he wants to keep it in just in case cancer comes back due to the fact that I am a two-time cancer survivor in this statistically there is a greater chance of it coming back a third time although please know I'm not thinking um that's going to be the case but for now I appease my doctor and keep the port in and besides with COVID-19 they're just they're not doing a lot of minor procedures and this this definitely is way 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 down on the list of uh, procedures to get done so it's not it's not important but all that to say is like, yeah, my doctor's like, look, you're driving for Uber, Lyft, whomever. You need to make sure that you are wearing your mask and that people that get in your car, because you can't social distance, are wearing their mask and wearing their mask properly, covering their nose and their mouth. And guys, people still don't want to do that. Going into October, people still don't want to do that because it's America and we are hashtag entitled and we don't have to hashtag do what we're supposed to do for the greater good and hashtag you can't violate my civil liberties yo just just poppycock and um yeah so i still deal with knuckleheads that don't want to do their part but i'm not gonna talk about that today i know i know i know you're probably like but let's talk about it because it needs to be talked about and let's talk about what's going on with political dealios you know uh, i think biden and trump are going to have their first debate tomorrow uh, that should be interesting, but I'm not going to talk about that today, even though there's a lot to discuss. I'm not going to talk about that. And the number one reason why is because this is the 21st episode of season four, which means it is the last episode for this season. And I want to talk about what I was doing when I was 21. Okay. So if you've been keeping up, 
with a Talk Time with Hope, not the Kardashians. I know, you're probably sad that they're going to be ending their little thingy thingy thingy, but you know, don't hate on me. I never watched that show. Never, never really just was interested. But anyway, if you've been keeping up with me, 21 episodes in the fourth season in the 21 stands for when I was 21 and what my life was about when I was 21. It was such a great year. 21, honestly, was one of the best years of my life. It was, I was living in Hawaii. Turning 21 in Hawaii was amazing. And I had some of the most amazing people in my life. And I didn't say that before, but I had an awesome best friend, guy friend. Like, people probably thought we were separated at birth. Like, he could have been, he was the male me and I was the female him. That's just how amazingly similar we we were. I actually met him when I was 20 when I first got stationed in Hawaii. Or the only time, really, but the first time. And from instant, like from from the second we met, we just connected. And people used to, because he got there before I got there, and people used to go, oh my God, you're just like, we'll call him Jason, because his name is not Jason, but I don't want to say his name just in case he doesn't want me saying his name. But they're like, oh my God, you're just like Jason. You act just like Jason. And I'm like, wait a minute, first of all, uh, Jason... He's younger than me by a year or so, therefore Jason acts like a moi. And second of all, I've always been this way. This has just been who I've always been. <clears throat> but it was just so eerily familiar to them that they just kind of thought I was kind of acting like him. And anyway, they soon realized that we were both two dorky, crazy, funny people. And him and I just got along. I mean, we were two peas in a pod, like Forrest Gump and Bubba. And... It just, a beautiful friendship was created. Sadly, um, through the years, we've just not been very close. After I left Hawaii in 1993, you know, we everybody drifts apart. And it was only until social media started coming that we reconnected on Facebook. And I haven't seen him. I have not seen my beloved Jason since 1993 in person. I hoped to have seen him in 2016 when I went to San Diego, but unfortunately we did not get to to meet up. But I still love him. I still think of him as one of my greatest best friends, my male best friend. Holy cow, my voice. And no, I do not smoke. <laughs> but uh, allergies are so fun. But anyway, um, Jason is an amazing man and I'm happy to be is still in his life and I'll never ever forget the times that we had in Hawaii. I mean we he was my dancing partner, he was my partner in crime. I mean we didn't commit any crimes of course, but you know, it was he was just he was just the best thing to happen to me when I got stationed where I was stationed. Um and I'm I'll I'll remember him for the rest of my life. As I'm sure he'll remember me even if we do not keep in touch regularly. Yes, I'm a poet. Didn't know it. Uh, anyway, uh, also other friends in my life. Um, and I'm going to just open up and, and say their names because these are good friends of mine that I've had for 20 something years. And they're even in my book, Hope Through Cancer. Um, by the way, it's September. It's still September and you still have a chance. If you're curious about my story and you want to learn more about it, go to Amazon or Barnes and Nobles and it is Hope Through Cancer, capital H-O-P-E, Through Cancer. And my name is Hope, of course. And my last name is Aguilar, A-G-U-I-L-A-R, 
that's a given. I've got social media. I've got a Twitter account, Instagram account, Facebook page. Um, and the book is about my journey through ovarian cancer. So please, if you don't buy it for yourself, buy it for somebody that you think might be interested, uh, somebody who knows somebody that's going through cancer, even if it's not ovarian cancer, or just simply because you want to share it with your class. If you're a teacher or a professor or work in a medical profession and you want to learn about my story to share with others and to learn more about ovarian cancer. We all have different experiences as people who've went through cancer, through ovarian cancer. Not, not, I don't think any two stories are alike in, in like how they got diagnosed and what they went through with the different ways um, the body reacts to chemothera- chemotherapy. But that's a side note that's a very important side note too. <clears throat> but my best friend also, my female best friend in 19, when I was 21, in 1992, ended up being a, a gal named um, Nina. I call her Nina. She goes by a different name. Um, I met her at the end of, of 1992 when I was 21. But I had another friend, and her name, I think it was Ruth, but we lost touch a long time ago after she left Hawaii. So, But, I, I mean, I get it. I get why people, thinking back when I was 21, I get why people are like, oh my God, I gotta go to the bar, and I gotta go dancing, and I gotta go to the clubs, and I gotta get my social groove on. I don't care about COVID-19. I don't care about this coronavirus. When I think about coronavirus, I think about corona, and I think about drinking, and I think about getting my party on with my friends, drinking some cervezas that are also called corona. I get it, guys. I get it. And I know I'm trying to be, I'm being a little sarcastic and a little trying to be funny, even with my horse allergy kind of voice. I mean, when I was 21, it was on like Donkey Kong. I mean, I went to a bar in Hawaii called The Garage, and it was like this gigantic, almost like warehouse type place. And we had raves there and not the raves of today, like the raves of 30 years ago, which was to me much better. Today, I think it's just different like the raves of today, but I won't, I won't get into that, but the raves of today are very different than the raves of 25, 30 years ago. And like, I loved going out. I loved getting dressed up. I loved, you know, having a couple of drinks, adult beverages before going to the bars and the clubs and, and, and meeting up with my friends and, you know, flirting from time to time. And, you know, I don't know, just the things that you do when you're 21. Those were amazing times. So yes, I do get the need or desire or the want to go out and socialize. However, and this is a big however, I look back and think, man, if we were going through a very serious thing as a world pandemic called the coronavirus, COVID-19, would I have been so anxious to go outside? Would have I needed to go and still partake in the nightlife despite what's going on in the world, despite the fact that 200,000 people have died just in America, which could be much, much more, but we're just not saying it. When people who aren't dying are still having long-term bad effects from this virus, I'd, I'd like to think that I wouldn't have wanted to, that it wouldn't have been that important. As much as I liked going out, as much as I liked socializing, as much as I loved meeting my friends up and meeting new people, I think what would have took a priority was still the fact that we were dealing with a huge, huge issue in the world that could hurt not just me, but anybody I care about. 
And I didn't, I wouldn't have wanted to do that. Even if I was 21, I think I still would feel what I'm feeling today. Now, can I realistically say that's true? No, of course I can't because I can't go back 48 years. I'm sorry, 48 years. Holy cow. I'm not there yet. I can't go back 28 years and go, yeah, I would have thought like I am today thinking about taking it serious. However, I, I don't know. I just feel like me and my friends, we would have made do with finding other ways to entertain ourselves, having little small get togethers, watching movies, you know, going to Blockbuster. Remember those things? Blockbusters and renting videos and getting popcorn and ordering food to pick up because, you know, we didn't have Uber Eats or Grubhub back then. And chilling at home until this was finished, like waiting a hurricane out, you know, going in the basement or whatever if a tornado is going to hit this is just a long 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 wait for a tornado to hit that hopefully you'll never have to experience this is a long 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 wait for a hurricane to finally hit which hopefully you won't get by that you won't get hit by that hurricane it's just it's our apocalypse it's our time of zombies without the zombies and without the true end of the world uh as we know it anyway and um yeah, I think we would have tried our best. You know, I talk to people that say, oh, you know, college students, they're going to want to go out, they're going to drink, and they're going to party. What, what are, you know, that's what they do. And I'm like, yeah, but uh, COVID-19 is not normal. This is not some normal experience. And this is a world pandemic that hasn't happened in over 100 years. So, hmm, I don't think that the college students of 100 years ago were probably wondering about when they're going to party next and how they're going to want to party and I did speak about that in the previous episode so I won't go into that my point of all of this is saying gosh I remember my 21 my year of 21 being so amazing and the most amazing people I met during that time and living in Hawaii was awesome and it and I get it why people of that age bracket and even others and higher age brackets feel the need that they want to still continue to party and go clubs, go to the clubs and go to the bars and, you know, not have their civil liberties taken away from them. But at the same time, I think that's very selfish. I think we're being very selfish when we do that because it has been proven time and time and time again that if we wear a mask, we social distance, we wash our hands, we can beat this. We can decrease the number of new cases happening. But we'll never, never know if we don't do that. How are we ever going to see? If you don't believe it, then just then just do it. It's kind of like I say to people, you know, if you don't believe in God, you've tried drugs, you've tried alcohol, you've tried sex, you've tried porn, you've tried everything. And nothing fulfills you. Nothing fills that void. Why not just give God a chance? And what's the worst you're going to lose? You're going to give him a chance and he's not going to show up. And you're like, okay, well, I still don't believe in God because he didn't show up. Or he's going to show up and you're going to see a difference in your life. You're going to have an overwhelming experience of love and compassion and forgiveness and mercy and grace. And you're going to feel different because you gave God a chance. Finally, it's almost like, what do you have to lose? I say the same thing, whether you believe that or not. It's, it's not the point. The point is, whether you believe this virus is real or not, whether you believe a mask can reduce the amount of new viruses and reduce the spread of the virus, what do you have to lose by wearing the mask? 
by not going out to the bars and the clubs where you're going to be around people who are not going to wear a mask, not social distance, not sanitizing our hands, and you get more of a higher chance of catching the disease and also spreading it. What do you have to lose by just holding off and not going out and doing those things for a little bit and see, see if, if we could all do that. Give, give the country one full month, 30 days of us all doing our part. I'm not saying stop going anywhere at all. I'm not saying that. Please don't think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying stay away from the places that you know are not going to be places where people are, are going to be places where people do not wear their mask. People do not social distance. People do not keep themselves clean. My hands, you know, hand sanitizing. Try that. Try going, not going to social functions that are going to have, you know, 10, more than 10, more than 20 people who are going to be there not wearing masks and not social distancing. You know what I'm saying? Like, honestly, let's try to do that as a whole country, as a nation, as a people that come together, red or blue or religious, not religious, whatever. Let's all try to see for 30 days, do our own experiment and see if we can stop the spread of the new viruses of new cases and decrease the contagious disease you know what i'm trying to say like why can't we just try to do that and then after 30 days if it does show that the numbers have gone down immensely because people are doing stuff that is smart and proactive then we'll continue to do that until we get a vaccine but after 30 days if we did really honestly do that and after 30 days, there was no true dramatic difference, then you know what? Stop wearing the mask. Do what you want to do. But we'll never, never, never know until we try, until we come together. And it doesn't mean putting everybody on house arrest and putting keeping people home. No, it means being smart, being proactive. Go to the malls. Everybody wear masks. Everybody tries not to crowd on each other. People don't go to big places, uh, big venues where people don't wear masks and social distance. Visit your friends, you know. Heck, you could even go to some small uh, venues where you can play some pool as long as people are wearing their masks and not being all on top of each other. And you might be saying, well, well, what about restaurants? Hope people can't wear, go in the restaurant. They have to wear a mask. And then when they eat, they have, they take their mask off. What's the point? It defeats the purpose. But that's not necessarily true because they wear their mask. They go into the, the restaurant. The restaurant isn't packed. They've spread out the tables. They've done good with social distancing. The people just in their party come together and they eat. They, they're not around a lot of people, so they can take their mask off while they're eating. And then they put their masks on when they have to get up and leave because they're going to be around more people and less chance of them spreading the virus through the droplets out of their nose and their mouth. I mean, honestly, some people think it's an oxymoron or it doesn't make any sense. But if you think about it, stop and think about it. It actually is kind of smart. But if you're not going to a restaurant where you don't need to take the mask off, keep the mask on when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the shopping malls, when you go to the movie theaters, unless you're eating again unless you're eating and then you have social distance and they're not letting those cinemas be packed it's called common sense we can do that we can at least try to do it and come together for the greater good right hmm? right exclamation mark question mark 
But then I get realistic and I start to realize that it's not going to happen. Not in America. It might happen in Mexico. It might happen in Canada. It might happen in France. It might happen in Germany. It might happen in Iceland. Of course, I'm going to say Iceland because it's my number one country. It might happen anywhere and everywhere. But it happening in America, not so much. We've seen that. We've seen that time and time again in this last six, seven months. And it does not help when the leader of the so-called free nation of the free world doesn't lead by example and says in one of his rallies this virus affects virtually nobody it affects virtually nobody what kind of message is he is he saying is he is he is he sharing is he telling his fan base his followers he's telling them hey it, 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 the virus virtually affects nobody, so, you know, this mask is no need. There's no need for it. Right? So, it's not going to happen. Not going to happen in America. And because of that, as has already been proven, the cases of new viruses are going up and up and up again. Just in Texas, I think a couple of days ago, we had the highest number of new cases in the last three months. I think it got as high as it was back in May or August. I'm not too sure. No. Before that, obviously, because it's only September, um, because we're not doing it. I'm more and more. I'm seeing people just—they're getting lackadaisical. They're just getting to the point where they're like, "Whatever." It still hasn't hit me. It still hasn't affected anybody in my family. So, it must not be real. It must not be serious. And to that, I say, well, tell that to the over two hundred thousand people that have died, who probably wish they would have took it more serious, and tell that to their loved ones. And tell that to one of the passengers that I gave a ride to the other day who said his nurse, his nurse, his nurse that is a wife, his wife that is a nurse, um, was taking care of people that were sick with COVID-19, I believe, and she got sick. She got the virus. She self-quarantined outside of the home so it wouldn't affect her and her kids. And she got better, but not completely because lo and behold, she ended up getting affected in her heart. I can't remember exactly what happened that uh, that affected her heart, but her heart got affected negatively. And now she has to see Cardi, 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 now she, now she has to see Cardi B. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now she's got to see a cardi- cardiologist. <laughs> yay. Um, not yay for her. Yay that I couldn't pronounce it, but horrible for her. Horrible for her family because they are still young and they wanted to have maybe at least one more kid, but they were told that because of what what was affected by the virus, her heart has been impacted to the point where she would not be able to have a child. So they can no longer have children. So yes, yay, she didn't die from coronavirus, but she has lost the ability to have a child. And people don't realize that she's a young nurse helping people. She got it. And now she can no longer have kids. Her family, her and her husband can no longer have kids. So it's more than just what you see. It's more than, it's more, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about all of us. And just because people don't die of the virus doesn't mean that they might have long-term effects in their kidneys, in their lungs, in their heart. People don't want to look at it like that because, hey, has it affected me? Has it affected anybody close to me? Nobody I know has this virus, Hope. So obviously it's, it's not real. OMG, 
get over it. It's not as serious as we keep making it. Hello. But you know what? With that logic, guys. Well, if you don't know somebody from lupus, I'm sure I've said this before, then lupus must not exist. If you don't know anybody with Parkinson's disease, Parkinson's disease must not exist. And it goes on and on and on of the list of things that people can have that maybe you have never come across. I mean, there are so many rare diseases out there that I have never even heard of that exist. And I may never, I could live to 200 years and may never come across a person who's had a disease like that. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Holy cow. I just, is it ignorance? Is it just unintelligence? Is it just lack of sympathy, empathy, compassion, humanity? I don't know what it is, but we need to stop with that. And, you know, I'm personally tired of it. I'm sure you're tired of wearing the mask. I'm tired of wearing the mask. I'm ready to wake up tomorrow and go, what? This virus doesn't exist or we have a a vaccine that's actually been proven to work and we can, you know, live a life without this craziness anymore. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. I'm ready for that. But until that day comes... I'm going to stay smart and proactive. And it's not about being scared. Oh, you're being a little scared cat. Hope. What are you fair? What are you scared of? Don't you have faith in Jesus? Well, yeah, I have faith in Jesus. But I got cancer twice. Two times, right? My friend who died had faith in Jesus. She died from cancer. My friend just lost her mother to ovarian cancer three days, four days ago. And her mother had faith in Jesus and she died it's not that black and white guys just because we have faith in God and faith in a higher power doesn't mean that we're not susceptible to the, the woes of this world hello so I'm not scared of this virus I want to be proactive against this virus just as we need to be just as if I was to have premarital sex or sex if I was married and I don't want to get a viral like uh, I don't want to get pregnant or you wear a condom the person would wear a condom I'd have birth control pill not being living in fear if you're going to have premarital sex and you're going to have you know be promiscuous you're going to wear protection because you don't want to get a viral a, a venereal disease it's not that you're living in fear well, maybe there's a little bit of fear there but if you really had that much fear why would you be going around having sex with strangers i mean that's just my opinion of course but you know what i'm trying to say you got to be proactive you got to be smart and you can have faith But you can also hold on to your wisdom, too. I mean, they can be together. It doesn't mean you don't have faith if you are making sure to do the things that you need to do to not get this virus and not spread the virus. And I think there's something wrong with our world with our country in particular when people don't get that and they want to just live for themselves it annoys me it makes me uncomfortable i don't want to wear it it's violating my civil liberties what is violating your civil liberties the fact that you're wearing a mask to protect yourself and to protect other people that you're near from getting this invisible disease this invisible enemy it's not a hoax guys it's, it's not some placebo that somebody said on the, uh, Facebook the other day. Oh, it's a placebo wearing this mask. It's not. It, it can and has been proven over and over and over to make a difference. Nobody said it's 100% proof 
that you won't get it. It just that uh, it's just it decreases the chances immensely of somebody spreading it or getting it. And I'd rather do that than just not care at all. I don't know. I just I'm frustrated. I'm very frustrated. The other day I got cussed out again. Passenger didn't want to wear the mask and I have big giant stickers like I've said on my car. Show please wear the mask before getting in the vehicle. She bypassed the mask, tried to open the door. I, I keep my doors locked. Then she was frustrated because she couldn't get in. And I said, ma'am, I appreciate it if you wear the mask. I don't say, ma'am, wear the mask or no mask, no ride. Bye. I don't do that. And I've heard, I've heard drivers do that. They will message the people and say, look, no mask, no ride. And easy peasy. And maybe I could be that way, but I don't feel like I need to be that way. Although... I'm starting to wonder. She puts the mask over her mouth, mouth, not her nose, then gets in the car. And as she sits down, she's got like her drink from the restaurant, like a covered siren cup or whatever. And I said, ma'am, I appreciate it if you cover the nose and the mouth. And then she looks at me with this dirty look and she's flustered. You can see she's flustered. And she's like, uh, I go, and I said, I appreciate it if you, you know, cover both your nose and your mouth. And I said, I'm also a two-time cancer survivor, so I'm trying to do my best to keep myself protected. Then instead of having any compassion and empathy or anything, guys, she seems even more flustered and angry. And then she goes, what about my drink? I've got to drink my drink. And I said, ma'am, you got to cover your nose and your mouth. And then she covers her nose and says, fine, fine, just go. Let's go already. Just drive. I'm paraphrasing I'm sure it was something similar to that but it was very of a kind of attitude of oh, you're my servant and I am telling you what you need to do and you need to do it now and here's the thing guys I am a rideshare service driver but I do not work for the rideshare service companies I merely use their platform to get my rides and both or all rideshare services say you have the right to refuse the, the rider if you feel uncomfortable for whatever reasons, as long as you drop them off somewhere safe. We didn't even take off. But when she said that, you know, you know me by now, guys. I was like, mm -mm, oh, no. I looked at her and said, you know what, ma'am? I'm going to just, you know, cancel this ride and you're going to have to get another ride. She goes, that's fine with me and I'm going to report you. I looked at her and go, report me? For what? For being a cancer survivor and wanting to protect myself and to protect you? in my vehicle and she goes yeah she goes and you should maybe you shouldn't even be driving and I said you know what ma'am you know that I'm just doing my part and she's like well you know what just go f yourself and I said yeah very classy so many classy people out there go f myself go f myself when I'm doing my part to protect people that get in my car by keeping it clean wearing my mask and requiring people to wear their mask. And yet I'm the one that's been told to go F myself. Well, if, I'm like, wow, this is, we're living in the upside down world more and more. At any rate, I left and wrote a you know long thing about this person and um, wants not to be matched with that person ever again um, to the Redshare Service Company. And it's just, it's, this is where we are. This is, this is the America we're living in today. And it is sad, sad, sad. And yet I can share this story with the world and people are still going to be like, well, well, maybe she's got a point. You are a two-time cancer survivor. Uh, 
you shouldn't be out there driving. You should be staying in your home. We need to be the ones out there having a good time. We're the ones that need to be out there not wearing our mask and living our lives. You, I'm going to live my life and you need to stay home. And I'm to that I say, screw you, guy. Screw you, gal. Screw you, whoever says that. Because many, many people in this country have immunocompromised, are immunocompromised. Many people have diabetes, they have lupus, they have Parkinson's, they have dementia, they have Alzheimer's, they have cancer or had cancer or one of the many, many, many autoimmune diseases out there. And they have to make a living. They have to go to work. They need to support themselves and their families. So are you trying to tell me that we should all just stay home and it's on us that we're the ones that need to you know just stop complaining and if we want to um keep protected that we gotta be at home well first of all again screw you second of all we don't have the luxury of having the money to pay for us to stay home and even if i had a lot of money to stay home why should i be forced to stay at home it's my america just as much as it is your america hello And why I could say the same thing to you if you don't want to wear the mask because you feel like your civil liberties are being freaking violated and you want to live your life, live your life at home. Don't go out because this isn't just about you. It's about everybody. That's why we wear our masks. That's why we do what we're supposed to do to help everyone. And if you don't want to help everyone, if you don't want to help anybody, if you want it to be all about you, then you stay home or you go to your friends' homes who don't want to do the same. But don't put other people in danger because you don't care and you don't like it and it makes you uncomfortable and you think it's a hoax and you think it's a placebo, whatever. Like, screw that. And honestly, screw you for thinking such a horrible, inhumane far from your brother's keeper kind of mentality. And these are people that are probably even Christians who think like this. Yeah, that seems to be really, really away from the whole Judeo-Christian, you know, thinking. And maybe these are people who don't even have faith. And that's fine, too, if they're atheists. I mean, it is a dog-eat world, dog-eat dog world, right? You know, survival of the fittest. But honestly, guys, it comes back to helping other people and protecting other people. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for your child do it for your grandmother do it for anybody and everybody do it for somebody if you have to be selfish at least think about somebody that you love that you wouldn't want getting this virus that you wouldn't want dying from this virus if anything think about that but i don't know i digress i digress i digress but i keep praying and i keep praying and i keep praying and i'm praying I'm praying, I don't know, what am I praying? I'm praying Jesus comes back and takes us all to heaven and leaves the ones who don't want anything to do with Jesus and don't want anything to do to help the greater good stay here and have fun. I don't know. I don't want anybody to perish or go to hell, of course. But I'm ready for Christ to come back. (laughs) And I'm ready to live in a world where, you know, we care about each other where there is mercy and compassion and love and empathy and sympathy and grace and humility and thinking of others above ourselves. That would be such a crazy, awesome, wonderful place to live in. But that's not America. It's not the world, but it definitely is in America. And I don't know if it ever will be. And I'm not saying this to be a negative nanny. I'm just saying it because this is 
you know, this is the world we live in. It's not to be a Debbie Downer. It's just kind of our reality. But I pray it won't be. I pray it, it will be a better future. Um, and I'll try to hold on to that as I muster the strength to move forward. So, yeah. Man. Oh, if it could be 1992 again. Oof. Heck, if it could be 19... 19- 93, 94, 95, if it could be the year 2018, because 2019 kind of sucked because I, my dad died and I got diagnosed with cancer for the second time. So if we could just maybe go back to 2018, huh? Question mark? I don't know. Let's just hope that 2021 will be a better year. And uh, yeah. Hey, wanted to end on a, on a more happier note. Um, let's see. I met a really cool gal. Uh, another cool gal um, that I hope she listens to this podcast. She said she would give me a listen to, and I gave her a free copy of my book. She said she'll spread the word, and hopefully other people will buy my book and or will, will get my book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And I, I, I think it's great that I'm able to share my story with people as a rideshare service driver. And despite the knuckleheads that I do meet, there are still more good people out there than bad. And despite those who still don't want to do the thing with wearing the mask and believing that it's it's not violating your civil liberties, but doing something to protect everybody, um, there are more people, I believe there's still more people that are doing the right thing. Um, I hope anyway, sometimes I wonder, sometimes I wonder because people tell me their stories wherever they are and they say it's the same in other genres of workplaces uh, in other cities and other states, but... I gotta believe, gotta believe that there are more people that are on board with doing the right thing and doing what is best and having this minor inconvenience for the greater good. Because if I start to believe otherwise, I think that I'll just go down that rabbit hood, that rabbit hood, the, the rabbit hood, the rabbit hole of um, negative thinking and that can lead to depression and nobody wants that. So I'll keep hope alive and, and move forward believing that there is con- there continues to be more good than bad. Yeah. So I'll leave you in this last episode of the season four with a joke. Why did the orange stop at the top of the hill? Again, why did the orange stop at the top of the hill? Well, simply put, it ran out of juice. <laughs> Get it? It ran out of juice. Ah, I know, Hope. That's what you're thinking. I know Hope is so funny. How is it that she's just a podcaster and not this famous comedian? And to that I say, I'm not ready to be famous, guys. Just not ready. Anywho, hope that gave you a corny laugh or a corny chuckle. It is the end of season four, and I will probably take off a week, maybe more than a week. Come in maybe mid-October, I'm thinking, to start season five. Staying alive with season five, guys. And I hope by mid-October we've got some some better news out there. And I will do more in season five to try to maybe give one good story for the day. Even if it's just, you know, or every other day or every other episode, I'll try to put in some good news. And I trust me, when I meet cool people, that to me is also a sign of that's also good news in my in my mind. So, and I am meeting some really cool people. Not just knuckleheads. Not just knuckleheads. So, yeah. 
that's where I'm going to end today, guys. Keep your head up. Keep the faith. Hold on to wisdom. Stay safe. Stay healthy. As always, God bless you. This has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye for now. P.S. Hashtag vote 2020. Hashtag vote blue 2020. Hashtag vote him out 2020. You're welcome.